Radical, episode 141. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, uh, this is only an audio broadcast today. Uh, I've had uh, some real unfortunate uh, back issues. Uh, this has been going on since I was a, a young man. kind of had a pretty bad injury in the Marine Corps in my lower back. And then um, later in life, car accidents. Before that, you know, football everything else. And, and once in a while, it does act up. Um, it is getting a little bit better, but uh, to be able to sit in a chair or really when I do my, my live podcast, I've got these uh, these cool little like balancing stools that I sit on so that I can move around a little bit. Um, and to sit on those with a bad back, man, it's just, there is absolutely no support. Uh, it, it kind of puts me in a bad position sometimes. And so last night I was supposed to have, uh, John Odermatt from the Lions of Liberty, uh, join me and, um, I'm gotten just decided, Hey, let's, let's put this off. He, you know, said, uh, he wasn't having a great week anyway. Uh, and, and energy was kind of down and, and this is kind of a theme that I'm going to get into later in the show. Uh, but, uh, this was, uh, I still got to get something out to you guys. So I got up early on Friday, uh, started, uh, putting things together to record and, um, here at lunch, getting you guys a little bit of a recording so that, uh, at least you've got two this week. And I really thank you guys for, for everything that you're doing and really thank you guys for the, the messages right now because these a lot of what's going on, um, you guys are going to see in the show. Like this is, this is kind of what this show is going to end up talking about later in the show today. But these, these messages that are uplifting, the people that are coming on board, the frequency that I am getting new messages uh, of of praise for what we're doing in this liberty movement, for what Radical is doing, what you guys are doing, uh, the the community that we have, and what we've established, and what we're you know the 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 pains and the uh, the the grind, the working uh, that we're doing out there is not going unnoticed. In fact, it is gaining a ton of speed and it's having an effect. I mean, uh, just this week uh, I talked to. The, uh, the mayor down in Holly Springs, and it sounds like they are in full support of passing the proclamation now, and uh, I think there's a one little thing left to do in terms of uh, getting the sign-off from the mayor and having it read and then implementing it in their policy, and that is in, in part, no small part that is, because of this audience. So pat yourself on the back. This is a step, and where we make one step and we make some gains, we're going to replicate it, and we are going to see this. We're going to see it through. I mean, this is this is how it's going to be from now on. But to get into uh, the admin stuff real quick, if you want to become a patron of the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/RadicalPod for as little as a dollar. You can support the show, and thank you all who have come out. I didn't have a dollar. Um, in terms of a, a contribution amount for the the month uh, for a long time, so I added it upon request, and you know, lo and behold, here you guys come. So thank you guys for supporting it, even at a dollar a month. It means a ton to me, um, and the more that we can get, I mean, just it, it's going to do wonders for what this show is able to accomplish, especially once we have high speed internet, which I hope is here soon. But uh, I also ask you guys, if you don't have a lot of money to send this way, you can go out there and just share a review. Five stars on Apple. This one is late to the party by Papa LaFontaine. It says, how was I so late to the party? I've felt this way for a long as a vet and, uh, I felt this way for so long as a vet since my awakening. Brother man, you just 
you're just to the north of me, you have my vote. Uh, I appreciate it there, uh, Brian. Really, really, I can't thank you guys enough for not only tuning in, but writing these reviews, becoming patrons. Um, and if you guys want to support the show even further, you can go out there into the descriptions of the show and find the link to merchandise. There is fun stuff out there. There is more fun stuff on the way. Um, and if you're a patron, I am working on some things behind the scenes, some stickers and some t-shirts. So if you got a uh, email in the uh, you know from, from Patreon from my account, um, I'm asking you to fill out a poll so that uh, I can get the proper number of size t-shirts for you guys that have supported the show all along uh, and maybe a couple extra little bonus goodies. But thank you guys very much. Um, today's show is somewhat centered around COVID and it is somewhat centered um, around disinformation. It is centered around, you know, all these things that the real libertarians out there, and I mean the people that are fighting and, and, and really understand, you know, what f individual freedom is and put the individual first. This this show is going to be centered a lot around that. It's going to start off uh, kind of displaying what we're seeing right now and where I think we're at and a little bit of motivation at the end. So um, without further ado, there is some breaking stories you know, go, go figure breaking stories out of Broward County uh, you may have seen some headlines earlier today or you might just uh, be hearing about it for the first time but it's all over the news there are four Broward County teachers that have died of COVID in a single day I know hold your breath first thing that comes to my mind is you know a lot of the South starts pretty early in terms of school and uh, this is one thing that I hadn't even, you know, really thought about because down here in Georgia, for God's sakes, we go back uh, like basically August first. Uh, the, the 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 murder cult youth indoctrination camps open up to receive children uh, first week of August down here. It's not like a lot of the country where it's either late August or after Labor Day in September. No, no, no. We we go back in the dead of summer when kids could still be going to the lake and theme parks and water parks or whatever else out there. But um, this is all over the news, and of course, CNN grabbed this in their uh, their timely way and ran with the story. And we're going to figure out real quick after uh, we listen to this, uh, and I might interrupt it here or there, why this is such a I don't know, just a scam and half truth. But ears open. Here you go. All right, more breaking news. We have a sad development we just learned of out of Florida. WFOR is reporting that four teachers from Broward County have died of COVID in a single day. The teachers union chief told the affiliate that three of the four, at least three of the four, were unvaccinated. The status of the fourth not currently known. The county, of course, and it's... So it sounds like, you know... Obviously, we've 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 heard this a lot, and I and I always have trouble with the the reporters, especially from CNN, for God's sakes. But you know, to to is this a horrible thing that four people have died? Yeah, it is. Is it a horrible thing that they've died from COVID? Yes, it is. Is it a real threat to some people's health? Of course, it is. Who's it a threat to? We've covered this multiple times in in on on this show, Radical, right? Like most people who have high comorbidity rates are obese, fat, they have underlying problems like diabetes. They I mean whatever their their underlying health pr 
problem is that has weakened their immune system that, you know, basically could be staved off by, you know, some exercise, some vitamin D, um, some proper nutrition and getting their fat levels down to a healthy level, right? Like that's my first question. It's like, who are they? You know, yes, it is a tragedy, but do they fall within these, you know, older age groups and do they have a lot of these already pre uh preconditions that are ripe for anything whether it's covid or the flu or pneumonia or a common cold or whatever to attack their body and i guarantee you you know a lot of teachers are fairly sedentary it's just part of their culture i mean i remember you know being in school i remember going to uh my 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 wife's school when she was a you know part of the the school system and when I would see you know, teachers, a lot of them were seriously overweight. I mean, like really, really overweight. A lot of them were old. So this story, especially out of Broward County, which let's face it, Florida has an aging population for the most part. Um, they have a lot of senior citizens down there. Um, and a lot of them migrate from places like New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and, and places that are extremely cold because Cold and old people, you know, old people don't like being cold. So what do they do? They retire, they move to some place near the beach, and they stay warmer, uh, more active, longer, which I think is not a bad deal. I think it's a bad deal for Florida that inherits a whole bunch of uh, liberals down there on the coast. But outside of that, it's just, yes, they're qualifying these people's deaths now as vaccinated or unvaccinated. And it's like, there's no humanity in that. This is this is completely for pushing a paradigm and a narrative. But I'm going to let this guy continue. Tense standoff with Governor Ron DeSantis over masks. DeSantis is threatening the district for, for requiring masks be worn in the schools. Uh, since August 1st, we're told that Broward County had 138 employees test positive. That so... Now he's getting into mask mandates. Obviously, uh, Governor DeSantis has stood in the way of mandates from the feds and from places in the state, which I'm going to tell you right now, like Ron DeSantis, I wish there were about 50 other governors taking at least, you know, three quarters of the stand that this guy's taken against the federal government. Really, I mean, maybe even 25, like I'm beggars can't be choosers, I guess, but it's one of those things where he has stood. And the thing is, is, if your mask work, good. If your vaccines work, that's great. You know, that's cool. And if you want to get them and you want to wear them, fine. But to sit there and and try to mandate that the people that don't agree with the quote-unquote science, the people that, you know, obviously there's still a debate in the doctor world, in the scientist world, like these communities are debating. They are having it out. So one side is being silenced, while one side is being propped up. That's not a consensus. There's no consensus in science. There's no consensus in epidemiology, right? Like there are, there are some very, very well-studied practicing doctors out there that have already said, hey, listen, you're going to get COVID. This thing is how, you know, this thing can rest in animals. We'll never get rid of it. It will adapt. It will, you know, mutate over time, just like the common cold, just like the flu, especially with viruses. And if you think you're going to ever be rid of COVID, you're kidding yourself. That's 
where they're at. But these guys are insisting that anybody and everybody has to abide by the one size fits all. And they're pushing this. This is what, something I can't stand. The fact that we never, ever, ever hear anybody from the corporate media or the corporate government or the corporations ever talk about immunity, like natural immunity. You had COVID, you got over COVID, you have the antibodies, you are never, ever, ever, ever talked about because it doesn't fit what they are pushing. How do you get shots into people who have natural immunity to begin with? How come it's not accepted? Because they want this shot inside of you. One way or another, they want it inside of you. They are incentivizing it. It is a free shot. These teachers who apparently died of COVID have had the opportunity, just like the rest of us, to get the shot. They didn't do it. Whether it's all four of them or whether it's three of the four or whatever. It doesn't matter. They didn't want it. They knew the risk. Trust me, everybody in America knows the fucking risk of COVID these days. Everybody. And we're going to sit here and pretend like this is a, a, a big, big deal, right? This is a big deal that maybe some people have died. They're all in Broward County. They're all part of the, the, the I'm, I guess two of them are actually from the same school. And we're going to act like this is a big, big, big deal. And it's because Governor DeSantis hasn't come out and mandated masks. In fact, he stood against it. Like, this is the reason why these people are dead. It's Ron DeSantis and his anti-mandates you know, anti -mandates on vaccines or shots and masks. It's, un it's unbelievable. These are human beings. They're adults. They had a choice. Get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. Wear masks and don't wear masks. And what happened? They are responsible for their lives. And so they are the people who have paid the price for whatever decision they've made. I think what's most disingenuous about this and the fear tactics that are being used is the school year hasn't even officially started in Broward County yet. That's right. Today is employee planning. That's it. Today's employee planning. You've got employee planning on Monday, the 16th. You've got employee planning on the 17th, Tuesday. And then you have the first day of school on the 18th. There's no talk about this anywhere in the media. Nowhere. Right? Like, this is, this is where these people are at. They've been... Listen, and that's the thing is they've been in employee planning since Wednesday, August 11th. So they've got, you know, a little, little under a week for employee planning going up to the regular first day of school. If any, if, if, if we're looking at this as objective people and not just sitting here, you know, regurgitating what the talking points are. They, like, it's a half-truth at best. They're trying to suggest that, you know, this, this m m mingling of, of 
kids in a school year with you know personnel who are unvaccinated have led to their deaths. Well, that's going to just be the case. You know, it's unfortunate. And I don't know how big the Broward County school system is. I imagine it's fairly, fairly large. Has this ever happened in history? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it hasn't. Have they ever lost four teachers in, in one year? I don't know. I have no idea. But to act like this is because Governor DeSantis didn't enact mandates on people is absolutely some of the most reckless, fascist messaging you could possibly put out there. Just It's just... It's beyond, like, we are to this point in America now where half-truths and lies and, I'm going to say just lies, disinformation, misinformation, all of these things are being put out on purpose everywhere we turn. This is being reported on CNN. It's being reported on every major news network out there. It's even on Drudge right now. You know, four Florida teachers die in 24 hours, right? Like the school year hasn't even started down there. There's, there's so much more to, to, to these ideas and push and, and fanaticism and fascism. And it's all the bad information. It's not that we need you know, people checking. It's not that we need, you know, official checkers who are, are sitting there saying, trust us, we're the source of fact checkers that you can, you can absolutely take to the bank. That's ridiculous. But official state mandated talking points and things like that, where they are just all over the place, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear two masks, stand six feet apart, stand three feet apart, get vaccinated and you can return to normal. We're sorry, you can't return to normal because now you also have a viral load that's on par with anybody who's unvaccinated who has COVID. So you're going to have to mask up some more. Now you're going to have to get a second shot to be fully vaccinated. Oh, and a couple of months pass, but that, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't check out either, right? That doesn't check out because now we have what's called breakthrough cases. Breakthrough cases where, you know, every year you're probably going to have to get a new shot because this thing is mutating. Well, if it's not working, if it's not working after one shot or two shots and this, this virus is mutating, what's to say the shot is going to work after the virus is mutated? They have no idea. Zero. And they're continuing to push a narrative to where you have to get the shot and get more and more and more of it. Right now, the Open Verisite is reporting that there has been over half a million, 545,000 reports just through July 30th. I mean, we're looking at, it's, I mean, it's August 13th. And there's half a million reports of adverse side effects to this. 12,000 deaths, 46 hospital, 46,000 hospitalizations, 68,000 people in urgent care, 92,000 office visits related to this, 4,000 anaphylactics, 4,000 Bell's palsy, 
1,300 miscarriages, 5,200 heart attacks, 14,000 permanently disabled, 2,200 low platelet counts, 12,000 had life-threatening injury, 23,000 had severe allergic reaction, and over 7,500 have developed shingles. These are lowball reports. They say that maybe, maybe 10% of the adverse side effects of this vaccine have been reported. I mean, this is insane. Those numbers, are you kidding me? When we're looking at if you get COVID, if you're not 78 years old and above, which is normal life expectancy in America, and obese or have preconditioning morbidity issues, you have like a 99 point, I don't know, let's, let's just be real fair, 99.2% chance of surviving this. And I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty low number for most everybody else. If you're below 50 or 60 years old, it's like 99.8% chance. And you're telling me that we need to go out and get these, these ridiculous shots that are causing people more and more and more problems that are being, I mean, <laughs> that have led to over half a million people reporting some sort of side effect since, I mean, since July 30th. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And we have no idea what the long-term side effects are going to be. What strikes me is the reports of young people, teenagers, 20s, 30s, even in their 40s, getting, you know, going in, getting their first or second shot, dying or being hospitalized or having heart attacks or reporting problems from these things. Why on earth would you ever expose yourself to something that is untested, that we don't know the side effects of? When your chances of survival of COVID are well over 99%. It's fear. It's fear any and every day of the week. It's misinformation. It's, it's, it's feeling like you don't know what's going on. Like you can't trust things. There's anxiety and there's fear. And they are preying on these things. They are pushing on these things as much as possible. That's why they put out all the, the, the ridiculous information that, con that conflicts with each other. This is what they do in countries that they're going to invade. That they're going to go in and take over. They divide, they scare, they make everybody on, you know, on edge to the point where after a while, it's like sandpaper and some people just bend. I think one of the craziest things, and you guys, if you, if you're not new to the show, we were talking about, you know, how only about 40% of the population in America had reached, um, or had been vaccinated. 40%. And I'm just reading statistics out there now from the Biden administration 
that all of a sudden, maybe two weeks after I did this show, that all of a sudden we've gone, we've jumped from like 45% to 70% of the nation has been fully vaccinated. What on earth? How is that even possible? I have no idea. I think it's absolute bullshit. I think it's a made up number. I think you can't trust a damn thing that is being said in the mainstream media and a lot of podcasts out there. I really don't. I don't think you can trust a damn thing that's related to the murder cult these days. And you shouldn't. I mean, look around you in your in your everyday life. What do you see? Are you going about life? It's pretty normal. I mean, minus the inflation uh, at the stores, at restaurants, at your local hardware stores. I mean, other than the inflation, are you kind of going about life? Going, yeah, it's pretty normal, especially down here in the South, right? Down here in the South, like I was down in Atlanta yesterday getting um, some dry needling done on my back. And I saw more masks down there than I had seen in a long time. But I also saw the majority of people walking around on the street outside without masks. In Atlanta, one of the most liberal cities, you know, especially in this state, but in the southeast. And I don't think most people are scared of it anymore. I think most people have kind of put it behind them. I can tell you right now, I got to go and hang out with my wife last weekend, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit too, so this is probably a pretty good spot. We went out for our anniversary. It was a little bit late, but we, we went, uh, went up to uh, the Nashville area and saw Greta Van Fleet. Unbelievable concert. About 7,000 people showed up. I saw a couple people wearing masks. A couple. Here and there. For the most part, nobody had masks on. None. They're over it. They're sick of it. The lead singer from Greta Van Fleet, Josh, man, that guy got up during part of his set and he said something to the effect of release the intelligence or free the intelligence of love. Fuck fear. And I'll tell you right now, I, I looked at my wife and I was so happy in that moment to hear that young man say such intelligent words at such a young age. And they, I mean, if you guys, you know, if you guys think they're just a, a, a you know, a Led Zeppelin cover band, you got, you got it all wrong. These guys are legends in their own right and they are in the making and they're coming into the prime. I mean, to see these guys pack a brand new uh, amphitheater up there and then crush I mean, just crush it. Absolutely fantastic set. Hour and a half worth of you know music and you know double encore. It was amazing. And the message of peace and healing and unity and love and to be brave and to get rid of your fear. Right? Fear is something that is used by tyrants. It is used for control. It is devoid of love. It is devoid of peace. These guys nailed it. This, this crowd, 
the radical crowd has got it in spades. And it's just so easy to see. The people that are preaching peace, the people that are preaching love out there right now, that are giving us time, that are that are absolutely showing these people to be who they are. They can't even help themselves. They can't even help themselves right now. It's amazing to me where things like Corona are popping up because now they can't hide, right? They'll try, but they can't hide. There's a, um, there's an article out of the Hill. This was uh, yesterday. Two thirds of Americans in highly vaccinated counties living in coronavirus hotspots is, is what an analysis shows. So two thirds of Americans in highly vaccinated counties are living in coronavirus hotspots as the Delta variant spreads. This is a, uh, an analyst uh, from the Washington Post. The Post classified uh, the Post classified counties with more than fifty four percent of their population fully vaccinated as highly vaccinated counties, while counties with less than forty percent fully vaccinated were defined as low vaccination counties. So th- I find this funny too, and I think it's very conflicting with what the Biden administration, the CDC, uh, and the rest of these liars, tyrants, are claiming. If they're claiming that 54 is high in terms of a fully vaccinated uh, county, 54%, that doesn't jive with their number, does it? It doesn't jive at all with 70%. Not even close. Quote, about two-thirds of residents living in both highly and poorly vaccinated counties are now in hot spots with high and rising caseloads. Weird, in the middle of summer, that you have sickness on the rise. Why? I don't know. It's not because, you know, in in normal summer months, you usually see the valley, the trough of sickness, and then in the winter months, obviously, you see the peak. A lot of that has to do with vitamin D levels. Why is it a rising caseload now? Is it because they are forcing places like government employees to get shots? Are they trying to put mandates out in certain parts of the country? Of course it is. It's the only thing that makes any sense at all. It goes on, the numbers are due in part to a surge of cases in Florida, West Coast cities, and areas from New York to Boston. Pretty liberal places, people. Pretty normal for liberal places to have higher than normal vaccination rates. It's also funny that a lot of people who have very high, um, you know, quote unquote degrees like PhDs are the least vaccinated people out there. Yeah, weird. The numbers are due in part to a surge of cases in Florida, West Coast cities, and New York. Before August, the rise in cases was mostly among unvaccinated areas, with only 13% of the people in highly vaccinated areas experiencing an outbreak by July 14th. I will, I will recommend to you that these places weren't highly vaccinated. If you don't, I mean, you barely have 54% is what they're saying is high. I don't know, and I guess relatively high could be anywhere, 
in the beginning from 20%, maybe 30, 40%, right? You just had people. You just had people out there. Um, you know, the difference between being unvaccinated and vaccinated was maybe 20 to 30%. That's, it's very odd. You know, the, the reporting and stats and figures and all this, it just, it screams to me, it's just misinformation over and over and over again. The Post noted, it's still better to be in a highly vaccinated area than a poorly vaccinated area during these outbreaks. Huh. That seems like an opinion. The number of new cases remains lower in highly vaccinated areas and hospitalizations are fewer in those areas. States that have lower vaccination rates are starting to see the pressure on the healthcare system, with Mississippi, for example, having to open a field hospital. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention has recommended fully vaccinated individuals in areas with high transmission of the virus to mask up indoors due to the rise in cases. What they're saying is, is they don't trust. They're, they're like the mask didn't work, and the it, at all. There's no correlation in terms of the reduced transmission. You can look at all the graphs that are out there between places that had mask mandates and places that did not have mask mandates. The transmission has no correlation in those places at all. Zero. The Delta variant is the main culprit for the increase in cases as it has spread faster than the previous strains of the virus. But it's also not as deadly. I mean, Jen Psaki up there, the, the White House um, uh, press secretary, she wouldn't even share the number of deaths with the White House pool of reporters because it didn't fit their narrative. They were just pushing fear, higher transmission rates, faster because of the Delta variant. The question is, the Delta variant? Why is a Delta variant moving through a more highly vaccinated population? It's because I think people are getting the shot. I really, really, with all my heart, I think that is the reason. In summer months in America, in the Northern Hemisphere, where people are getting more and more vitamin D and being outside and being active and all of these things. You've got a sickness that is, whereas transmission is increased during the summer. Of course it's got to be that. What other reason is there for a, a variant to spread? The other question is, which I think a lot of people never ask, is do your tests actually know? Can they distinguish between a COVID and a Delta variant? Nobody ever asks this question in the media. Just like they never talk about natural immunity. I think this whole thing is concocted. I think it is concocted. I think it is, you know, on its face, a bald face lie. I think the response to it is the telling part. Talk about the response here for a minute. Some of the more, more extreme responses, right? Where we've got Governor DeSantos has just said, you know, and, and God bless him, man. I'm telling you right now, like I'm not a DeSantis fan, but I'm telling you that this guy is absolutely standing in the face of the most 
powerful regime and empire this planet has ever seen. And he's getting all sorts of hell for it. Meanwhile, you've got Governor Cuomo, who's resigning right now. Not because he killed 13,000 elderly people by you know, his policies of throwing COVID-positive patients into old folks' homes in New York, but because of sexual harassment. Because of extreme sexual harassment. And nobody's saying anything about it. Nobody's said anything from the corporate media about him killing 13,000 people in New York because of what he did. It's just the sexual harassment. And I'm telling you, like, listen, I'm not making light of it at all. I think the man is a pervert. I think he's disgusting. I think anybody that does this to staff or anybody else where it's not consensual is an absolute monster. But the fact that the media has covered this man in such a light where he got a fucking Emmy in 2020 for his handling of the situation in New York on top of everything else. And now they're absolutely ignoring what he actually did, his policies, the numbers. Well, taking Ron DeSantis who has implemented more freedom in his state than pretty much any other place in the nation sooner. That's all you, if that doesn't paint the, the prettiest picture for you, if you can't do deductive logic from that, I don't know what you can't. It's all about saving lives, right? Just if we can save just one life, well, if we can save just one life, that man in New York City and in the, the governor of New York, you know, Cuomo, man, that guy literally killed 13,000 elderly people with one of the biggest blunder type moves on earth. And that's being, that's being very gracious. With that said, New York City, not to be outdone, Bill de Blasio, the mayor, is implementing the key to New York City pass. I've got this clip pulled up here. It's about two minutes and 18 seconds. I'm going to let it run for a, a few minutes and probably interrupt this guy just a little bit because just watching these monsters, both him and Cuomo, and then the darling you know, media that just fawns over these assholes. It's enough to make you sick. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the key to NYC pass. As he smiles out of the side of his face and he says this, the key to NYC. The key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. You know, the only people that are preventing people from doing amazing things right now are tyrants. Hey, man, if your vaccine works, like I said earlier, and your mask work, wear them, get them. Nobody gives a shit. But you're using force and coercion, the monopoly of force from the government to elicit a certain type of behavior. 
You've had enough that you can't get more people vaccinated with your free vaccines, with your incentivized vaccines. So now what we're going to do is say you cannot participate in our society anymore until you make the health decisions we want you to make. I mean, where does that stop for anybody that's coming in that's a pro-vax, pro-mask mandate person? Where does it stop? It doesn't. They're going to take a little, and then they're going to take some more, and they're going to take some more, and they're going to take some more. When the Libertarian Party of Kentucky tweeted out, show us your papers, maybe they should have tweeted out, show us your app, show us your, show us your barcode. Because they were right fucking on. Show us your papers and you can get back to life at New York City. Until maybe we say, no, you got to have another shot. You got to have a booster every year to do this now. You know, maybe, maybe New York City is a little too overpopulated. Maybe what we're going to talk about is doing shots out there to make people sterile so that you can't have more children because you know let's face it you know human beings being the plague on earth that they are and now that everything seems to be pivoting from corona to climate change because they can't get enough of the vaccine out there what's to make people think that they wouldn't do that we got to do good things for the earth and good things for the earth means sterilizing people so that they can't hurt earth anymore. Sterilizing the masses, sterilizing the poor, sterilizing the middle class, sterilizing all the people that aren't in line with their dictates. You think this is going to stop with Corona? You are out of your fucking mind. This is a miraculous place, full, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. So he's saying if you're vaccinated, this opens the doors. Well, haven't we heard this before? Haven't we heard this in America already? Get your shots and things will open back up to you. No more mask mandates, right? Remember when Joe Biden came out and he said, go out. You know, or here's, what is it? Here's the rule, I think it was his exact words. Here's the rule. Until you're vaccinated, you're wearing a mask. Do you think that this is going to last? If this is the only dictate that just go get the vaccine and then we'll never have to deal with this ever again. When does it stop? No, because people are already saying, hey, man, we are having breakthrough cases with people who are fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated people, you still got to wear a mask. So is it open? Is it not open? Are you wearing mask? Like to me, open means, hey, go out, do everything that you always have done. You don't need to wear a mask. You don't have to worry about your fellow human being. Wash your hands before you eat. Stop touching your damn face. Right, like real simple stuff that you know kids get and understand. This is a carrot on a stick that uh, that one you know former 
uh, Chinese woman, I think, uh, that used to uh, be at Planned Parenthood, right? She talked about this too. She talked about, you know, like allowing people to go back to normal and enjoy all of their freedoms without the vaccination. They were missing a golden opportunity to make sure that people were vaccinated and returning to their rights. These people are monsters. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. So you have to see life this way. Hey man, I've had it. I've had COVID. I have natural immunity. Pretty, pretty secure in terms of my understanding of the risk. I'm going to go back to living my life. I haven't stopped living my life. The only people that have gotten in the way of me living my life normally are government employees that have used their power to abuse and to intimidate and coerce people in corporate America, small businesses, the people who have done well, corporate government, corporations, corporate media, corporate pharmaceuticals. These giant elite next to the corporate banks, those are the people who benefited in 2020. If you're standing with these people, you're not standing against the machine. You're not resisting the state. You are wholeheartedly in support of the largest quote-unquote corporation. If we're talking about the left who hates corporations, they're all corporate left. They're all corporate. This is a fascist. It is the most fascist empire that has ever been on this planet. And you're in full support of them. You're in full support of their edicts and their mandates against your fellow man, against your family, against your friends, and against your neighbors. Key to NYC pass will be a first in the nation approach. It will require vaccination for workers and customers in indoor dining, in indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment facilities. So think about this. If, if you don't get a vaccine, and let's face it, most people in America, right, they're not super rich. They don't own business. They work at businesses. What do you think is going to happen there, man? I think there is going to be a mass exodus out of New York. A mass exodus. And the people who stay, how are they going to be treated? Are they going to be treated by the police? Stop and frisk, stop and show me your papers. Guarantee it's coming. And I guarantee you someday we'll watch as somebody says, get fucked, police. I'm not showing you my app or my papers. You're not going to search my person. I have the right to be secure in my person, properties, and effects. And they are going to lay their hands on them. If they resist, they're going to abuse and beat that person for saying, I don't want to show you my papers. And if you resist hard enough, I guarantee you we will see the New York City Police Department and their goons kill New Yorkers or anybody else who happens to be walking from one point to another in New York City.
This is going to destroy poor people. This is going to destroy people who may have been middle class. They're going to lose their job. They're going to lose their house. And then what's going to happen? The banks are going to come in and snatch it by force. They are creating an artificial environment with new rules post de facto. And it's going to ruin people. It is going to enslave people. It is going to coerce people to do things that they wouldn't normally have done. It is another perversion of the market. It is going to have the biggest opportunity cost that we have seen yet. This is not the free market. This is not capitalism. This is nothing except control and fascism. And de Blasio, man, he's proud to be the first in the nation to roll it out full stream ahead. Unbelievable. I got enough. Like, I can't, can't sit here and listen to this guy anymore. I'm like, New York, I'm done. Now, with everything that I've said already, I know I'm already 50 minutes into this. This might be a longer show. We'll see. With everything we've already said, what we have to worry about as libertarians as well is what I've talked about already is we have plants inside of the libertarian movement. We have lawyers and professors and quote-unquote beltway libertarians out there that are on the side of the state when it comes to mandated masks and mandated vaccines. And they need to be highlighted. And people need to understand that they don't represent us. This is a struggle that we're going to have going forward. We're going to have the struggle of having people claim to be libertarian, being invited on national news so that they see a picture you know, or send a, send a picture to America of what libertarians think. It's more, more misinformation, more disinformation. It is construing a group of people and their principles on purpose. And that's what they have to do to the libertarian movement right now. And I'll show you why here in a minute. But this comes from um, the Chris Hayes show, but it was, um, let's see, uh, Mede Hansan, uh, I think that's how you say his name, Mede Hansan, who was filling in. And he goes through this montage of, you know, Rand Paul uh, and uh, Ted Cruz and Ron DeSantis talking about certain different aspects of mandates and bureaucrats enforcing mandates on people where these people are standing up for people's rights. Not to be, I don't know, coerced and forced in their bodies. Not to, not to be abused by a system or bullied by a majority into health decisions. Since when in America do we have people making health decisions for you? He invited a libertarian, a quote-unquote libertarian on to discuss the freedom to be unvaccinated. Have a listen to this nonsense. Republican politicians like to pretend they're sticking to libertarian values, citing liberty, freedom, personal choice 
as reasons to oppose just about every measure that could stem the spread of COVID. Now, I do agree with this. His opening's right on. And a lot of times you'll see this, you know, in, in many cases, a little bit of truth so that they can, you know, come in with all their bullshit behind it, right? Like they, they give you a little taste of credibility right up front sometimes if they're not framing it in another way. But he gives you a little bit of truth up front. Yeah, you know what? Libertarians do. Ted Cruz is not a libertarian. Rand Paul is definitely not a libertarian. And Ron DeSantis, definitely a conservative Republican. These other guys, all of them are not libertarians. But the thing is, a lot of actual libertarian legal scholars say vaccine mandates, for example, are actually okay. They're fine because you can have personal freedom for yourself, but not at the expense of others. A lot of libertarian scholars say that it's it's okay, right? Like there's a lot of libertarian scholars out there fighting or at least saying, no, no, you know, being, uh, you know, the mandates are, they're okay. What a bunch of like unqualified, like there is, there's no data to suggest there are a lot of libertarians out there saying that mask mandates are okay. Libertarian scholars, the most libertarian scholarly place that I've turned to the Mises Institute. I don't hear anybody over there making these type of arguments, but he's, he's cherry picked one libertarian from the Cato Institute. To come on and give us two cents about being the, the freedom to be unvaccinated. Here we go. Ilya Soman is a professor of law at George Mason University and an adjunct scholar at the Libertarian Cato Institute. He joins me now. Um, professor Soman, thanks so much for coming on the show tonight. Explain to our viewers why vaccine mandates, in your view, are not oppression, not authoritarianism, not tyranny, as some self-style libertarians have claimed in recent days. So... Thank you very much for having me. I think they are a restriction on freedom, but they're a very small one. Um, he qualifies this up front. He says they are a restriction on freedom, but they're a small, a small one. Ilya Soman, Cato Institute adjunct scholar. This guy looks like he shits his pants on a daily basis. I don't know, maybe that's harsh, but he looks like he's sitting here and he's so excited to be on national TV on MSNBC with Mahdi Massad or Hassan. Are you kidding me? Like this is this is who they're pulling out to represent the Libertarian Party. They're not pulling Tom Woods. They're not pulling Dave Smith. They're pulling this dude. I think he has like fourteen thousand Twitter followers. Who happens? to be okay with vaccine mandates. Oh, you know, there is, it is, you know, a little bit of your freedom lost, but. Uh, with a very large payoff, not just for the person who gets vaccinated, but for other people they come into contact with as well. And that makes them very different from other infringements on liberty that are either much larger, as in the case of lockdowns, for example, or uh, where there's little or no benefit, except possibly a benefit to the individual himself. So. So this, this ass clown, Soman here, Professor Soman, I hope you hear this. You are an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment to, I don't know, give ground. And this time when the chips are down, when we have New York City going out of their way 
to make an apartheid state. Show us your papers. And you're going to sit here and say, ah, you know what? It's just a little bit. This guy, I guarantee you, I guarantee would be in favor of a nationwide passport for vaccination. Absolutely. Oh, it's just, it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's got a great payoff. That's his justification. It's got a great payoff. It's unbelievable to me that Ilhan Soman can come, can come out here from the Cato Institute and say these things. But why should we be surprised by, by the professor? This same guy, he voted for Joe Biden. As a libertarian scholar, he voted for Joe Biden. He's got a tweet about it. It says, the sign that best summarizes my feelings about the election and my reason for voting as I did. And it's got by, B-Y-E, did. This is insanity. Cato Institute, I'm telling you right now, man, this is why I say you guys are second rate. And, and I mean a far, far second rate. It's because you got jokers like this that don't even understand the planks of libertarianism. Right? Libertarians, libertarianism. There are, there, there are literally, you can go to the, the lp.org platform page. lp.org slash platform. Go over there. Personal liberty, 1.0 and 1.1. It's not like you even have to read very far. Individuals are inherently free to make choices for themselves and must accept responsibility for the consequences of the choices they make. Our support of an individual's right to make choices in life does not mean that we necessarily approve or disapprove of those choices. No individual, group, or government may rightly initiate force against any other individual group or government. Libertarians reject the notion that groups have inherent rights. We support the rights of the smallest minority, the individual. That's 1.0. He's wildly outside of line with that already. 1.1, self-ownership. Individuals own their bodies and have rights over them that other individuals, groups, and governments may not violate. Individuals have the freedom and responsibility to decide what they knowingly and voluntarily consume and what risk they accept to their own health, finances, safety, or life. But this guy is a libertarian. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And the fact that they drag him out right now is not a coincidence either. It's not. The fact that he voted for Biden, he's got a track record of supporting Democrats who are pushing mandates, groupthink, And payoffs for the collective over the individual is not by mistake at all. It's no mistake that people like Nick Sarwak will tweet things like, 
You can fight against masks and vaccines. My fight is against COVID-19. You know what that is? That sounds like force and coercion mandate support to me. What's new? Nothing. Nothing is new. And here's where we're going to turn the page a little bit, libertarians. Because I know these times are tough. But I want you to know why. What is going on where we have, where, where things have changed? Why do you feel tired? Why do you feel run down? Why do you feel like you're banging your head against a wall all the time? Why do you feel attacked and targeted? I'll tell you why. Back, I don't know, somewhere in January, instead of ignoring libertarians, the state, the murder cult, the corporate cabal that it is, the banks, the corporate government, the corporations, the corporate press, corporate indoctrination. They decided they couldn't ignore you anymore. Do you guys remember this? No, looking forward that the members of the, the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, Mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of a country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians. One John Brennan, former chief of the deep state declared war and recognized libertarians for the first time as insurgents as terrorists they lumped us in as if we were the people that went into the capitol on january 6th they're done ignoring us Libertarians, we have turned the page. They cannot afford to ignore us anymore. And that is why you see what is going on in America. We have forced them into their endgame. This has opened up a whole new paradigm for libertarianism. And stand by, it's going to get worse until it gets better. It is absolutely upon us now to recognize this, to spread this to the libertarian community. You need to let people know that when John Brennan came out and acknowledged the fact that libertarians were a threat to this government, the people who proclaim peace, that are saying, get us out of foreign wars for 20 years, The people that have talked about free markets and consent in every every transaction that we have. They're the threat. Of course they are. To a regime, to a murder cult that has such twisted authoritarian ideas of control, of mandates, of vaccines, and everything else. Of course, we're a threat. Of course, the people who are preaching P 
peace are a threat to people that would use government to use the entire you know collective good against you. The people that stand for the individual, the smallest minority, of course they're a threat. to an evil empire, to a murder cult. The people that know history, that have read it, that have studied economics, that have been preaching the idea of Austrian economics for 50 years, that have been telling you a collapse is coming. Warning, warning, warning. It's coming. We are watching it at warp speed right now. That is what this is. Operation Warp Speed, it wasn't just get get some vaccines ready. It is, we are going to war with the American people and these people that he named last. Kind of like as a, I don't know, kind of a side note. Right? Like, that's you. That's me. It's you. And guess what? It's a lot of people who are Republicans and Democrats too. You think for a second they aren't going to murder the shit out of people? That they haven't been murdering the shit out of people? That they aren't going to continue the upswing in abuse and contact and cage and killing peaceful people? You're flat out wrong. You're kidding yourself. You think anybody's going to get in the way of these monsters? You are absolutely you're hallucinating. You're hallucinating. These people will stop at nothing. But they need one thing that we aren't giving them. Violence. They need us to be violent. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a time and place to protect your life, liberty, and property. I think it's coming. I think it's coming in certain areas. However, I think the fact that we have staved it off and been quiet in our power for as long as we have speaks to just how powerful we are. For John Brennan to come out and declare war against people who have been peaceful says it all to me. And I see some of you guys out there. And I was contacted over the weekend. I'm not going to say by what group or anything, but by a group of libertarians I was just kind of paying attention to the transactions and one of them who I absolutely adore and everything that they've done for the LNC and the Libertarian Party and for the people that make it up. The everyday Libertarian doesn't want to be burdened with this kind of stuff. I've seen the attacks I felt him myself. I get it. And so in this email thread, I decided it was time that maybe I reached out and said something to inspire him. I see you all out there working, grinding, and fighting your asses off for liberty. I want you all to know how much I appreciate each and every one of your efforts. The dedication, the sacrifice, the time away from family and friends, the lost family and friends, and the time you will never get back. 
It's okay to be tired. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to want to leave it for an easier, less stressful life. But I also see how close you are to liberty in our lifetime. Because of you, the liberty movement is stronger than ever, and I know this because they are no longer ignoring us. They've gone 180 degrees from pretending we don't exist in an about face and acknowledged that we are the biggest threat they face at the highest levels and have had to begin their endgame. The barrage of hate, disruption, misinformation, and propaganda is all they have, and you've brought them to this point. We are stronger than we were just a few months ago. We are more principled than we were a few months ago. And we are closer than ever to seeing widespread liberty in America and abroad than we have ever been. And that is thanks to each and every one of you. We will be sustained. We will be refreshed. We will be liberated. For we are the fire of immutable natural truths which will burn this murder cult to the fucking ground. It is an honor to be fighting with you. For liberty. Shane Hazel. We got this. We've got them right where we want them. They are irrational. They are acting out of fear of us. Be brave. The old cliche, it is darkest before the light. We will have our ups and downs, but we, make no mistake, are on the precipice of the largest change that we have ever seen. And I have no doubt, none at all, as time goes on, we will be vindicated not only in our groups, by the Democrats and the Republicans, but by those people that they have abused and lied to because the truth has a way of getting out. It has a way of setting fire to people and bringing them to those that have been saying it the longest, the loudest, and fighting the hardest. We will be joined, and I guarantee you, we will be joined by more and more people that have taken the shots, that have seen the horrors, that are tired of seeing the state hurt their family, their friends, their neighbors, their communities, their small businesses. Not going to be easy, but it'll be worth it. Liberty in our time. It's not far away. But now is a time when you must fight and claw. It is when you are tired. It is when you are absolutely beat down, beat up. There's more in you. I've seen it. I've experienced it a lot in my life. You got everything you need at your fingertips.
it's time to get to work. Do something today for liberty. Do something today to love somebody, to unite people. Reach out. Let somebody know you're thinking about them, maybe that you've lost touch with. Be the bigger person. As, as Martin Luther King said, only light can drive out darkness and only love can drive out hate. Be the light and the love. That's going to do it for this episode. I love you guys. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their steps.